This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to yet another edition of Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1 FM, 1200 AM, 1440 AM. You can also listen to us online at ESPNSyracuse.com as well as the ESPN app. Uh, if you're also interested in listening to us via podcast, uh, just go to wherever you get your podcast, type in ESPN Syracuse, and look for the latest episode of Players Only. I'm Matt Slocum, and uh, usually Ryan is here with me in the studio today, but uh, not only is he out of town and out of the state, he's actually out of the country. He's actually heading to Italy on a class trip with Christian Brothers Academy, so uh, we wish him the best of his travels going out to Italy. So it's just me today in the studio. Uh, and there's plenty to talk about. You know, we talked most about this last week uh, in terms of boys ice hockey and basketball playoffs getting underway. And we actually start off with ice hockey. Uh, and um, <clears throat> some interesting things uh, have occurring. The semis are all set for both of them. Um, so let's get let's cut down to the chase, really. We'll start with Division One. Uh, and not really a lot of surprises here. Um, just some of the finals might surprise you. Um, and some of them surprised me when I was looking at, uh, the bracket this morning. Um, <clears throat> the first one I want to talk to you about is, uh, Bowensville and Liverpool, 1v8. Bowensville took care of business 4-1. to one. You know, Bowensville was the top seed going into this thing. They deserve to win this thing outright. I mean, really, they've had a really great year. I'm not surprised that they beat Louisville. What surprised me is that they beat them by three goals. Um, I thought it'd be a little bit more than that. But Liverpool must have put up a good fight. I mean, don't get me wrong. They put up a really good fight. But, uh, again, I don't really think anybody could stop Bowensville right now. Uh, in the 2-7 game between uh, West Jenny and Casanova, no doubt in my mind West Jenny would beat Casanova. The surprises was by how, by how much. And it was 12-3. 12-3 Wildcats, which is sort of like a, a low-level lacrosse score when you look at it. Um, but not bad for the Wildcats. Um, number three, Syracuse hosting number six, Ontario Bay. Syracuse has shown themselves. They got themselves back on track. We remember we were talking about them earlier, uh, earlier in the season, which... Can, can you believe it? We're early in the season, like December, and here we are already in February now. Um, we all thought, you know, Syracuse, they started off really poor. Um, they, they lost a couple of big players, uh, no, noticeably, uh, noticeably uh, Jameson Bucktooth. Uh, but he, he has come back, and look at where they are. They beat Ontario Bay 6-4 to four, uh, in their quarterfinals. Uh, and then Cicero North Syracuse over Rome Free Academy 7-2. to I thought that game would be a little bit closer, uh, but apparently not so much. I actually want to uh, dive into the game details about this. It wasn't really close from the get-go. I mean, the North Stars were leading 4-1 at the end of the first period and essentially really never looked back. Um, but, you know, the North Stars have been on a tear. I mean, if you look at how the North Stars have done, they have won now five five in a row, 
counting counting uh, last night's playoff win, <clears throat> and they beat some good opponents. I mean, they beat Fulton, who you know wasn't really as good. Squeaked by Clinton, beat Ontario Bay, beat Casanova, and now they beat Rome Free Academy seven to two here in the quarterfinals. But they got a tough test. You know, you look at the semis now; they'll go be going up against a red hot Bowensville Bees team on Wednesday, on Wednesday night. And uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> it it won't be easy for the North Stars to keep this win streak up. I'd be very surprised if the North Stars beat the Bees, to be honest. Um. But, you know, anything can happen. Really, anything can happen. And, <clears throat> again, I think Bowensville will beat the North Stars, but, you know, again, I, I, I think Bowensville is going to have a little bit of a tougher test than what they had with Liverpool. On the other side of the coin, in the other semifinal, you have uh, number three Syracuse traveling to number two West Jenny. I think West Jenny's going to win this one. We're going to have a rematch between Bowensville and West Jenny in the final Monday night at Upstate University Medical Arena. Uh, 745 puck drop. It, it's it's going to be the Bees and Wildcats again. I mean, we all remember last year's final. Last year's final was really, really good. Um, <clears throat> again, can either Cicero North Syracuse or Syracuse City School District make... You know, surprise some people. Maybe I think if if anybody can do it, I think Syracuse could because they've been in similar championship scenarios before. Um, and again, they're probably playing their best ice hockey right now. Now that Bucktooth has gone back to the team, uh, recovered from that injury, but I I think they're going to run into a buzzsaw in the Wildcats. It's it's still going to be a Beeville West Jenny final uh, on Monday night, but it should be a fun one. It really should be a fun one. Um, and I'm looking forward to calling those games uh, for the NFHS Network on Monday. Um, so, again, if um, all, both, both finals will be on the NFHS Network, I'll be on the call for both of them. It's going to be a good one. It's going to really be fun. On to the Division II uh, bracket. Uh, Skinny Alice and Cortland Homer, the top two seeds, had buys going into the uh, semifinal round. So they're already in the semis. You look at the other games in the quarters, uh, the two games that did play in the quarters. Clinton got through Whitesboro 7-3 to uh, in a good one there. And then CBHAD beat New Hartford 5-2. to <clears throat> So I think CBHAD has sort of gotten back on track. And Ryan and I, we've talked about how, how interesting of a season CBHAD has had. Um, they were doing so well early on in the year. Remember, they had... That one streak where they won eight in a row. And then since then, they've sort of fallen off the track. They only won four out of their last 10. Four out of their last 10 uh, heading into uh, the second half of the season. But, uh, you know, some of these games they really could have won. I mean, really, the surprising one was that loss on the road at Oswego, seven to four. That was one they should have won. Uh, I don't know what happened there. They also could have beaten Corlin Homer, and they really should have. They go on the road to Corlin Homer. They've beaten Corlin Homer uh, before. You know, they actually split the season series between the two, but that was one they probably should have won. And they ended up winning. 
They've now won three in a row. They beat Whitesboro, Clinton, and now New Hartford. Now they got to go up against Cortland Homer uh, in the quarters. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, in the semifinals on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, again, they, they split the season series between the two. That should be a fun final, uh, a fun semifinal. I think JDCBA is going to play them close. Will they beat them? I, I don't think so. I, I think Corlin Homer right now, yeah, they've had a little bit of some slip-ups too along the way, but they're, they're still playing really good hockey. They deserve to be one of the top two teams, if not in, in Division Two, not only in Section 3, but also in the state as well. So, won't be an easy fight by any stretch of the imagination. Definitely not. Uh, in the other semifinals, Skinny Atlas will host number four, Clinton. Uh, if you look at the season series between these two, I mean, Skinny Atlas has won the last five meetings. None of them were really close at all, with the exception of February 4th back in 2020 when Skinny Atlas beat Clinton 3-2. to two. But since then, the last four meetings weren't even close. Um, I expect sort of the same thing here, although Clinton has been playing really good hockey. The, the sad part is the last meeting between the two back on February 9th, not that long ago, Skinny Alice beat Clinton 10 to nothing. Yeah. Um, Skinny Alice has played really well over their last four. Um, and they are clearly, clearly the top team in Division Two, at least in Section 3. Maybe not so in the state, but uh, definitely top. Uh, definitely the top team in Section 3. Um, it's going to be a long uphill battle for Clinton. <laughs> it really is. Um, in terms of who makes it to the final... I'd be surprised if it is uh, Skinny Atlas, CBA, JD. I'd really be surprised. Uh, most likely it's going to be Skinny Atlas, Corlin Homer, which should be an exciting matchup. Uh, you, get to, you get to play on a bigger rink. Um, and that, and that's, the, that's the thing. A lot of the high school rinks are maybe, maybe a tad bit slow, but when you, when you play on at Upstate, at Upstate University Medical Arena, that ice is a little bit bigger. So there's a lot more, lot more chances to create opportunities uh, on the offensive side, and and I've seen it firsthand. I've called hockey finals now the last couple of years, and yeah, there's a lot more room to maneuver, and that might be something worth keeping an eye on uh, when you when we get into these games. But again, I think here in Division Two, I'm leaning towards 80% probability that it's going to be Skinny Atlas, Cortland Homer in the final. Um, I think a 20% chance of skinning out with CBAGD. I don't think Clinton's going to upset the Lakers at all. I, I, I don't see it. And the last couple of results have proven it, really. Will Clinton put up a better fight? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think they're going to lose 10 nothing like the last meeting. I think it would be a little bit closer than that. But skinny Alice right now is just too hot of a team. <laughs> they just are too hot of a team. Uh, for again the CBAJD Cortland Homer game, that might be something worth keeping an eye on. If CBAJD plays right kind of hockey and forces Cortland Homer to to you know to earn it to work for it, then I could see an upset happening, and that's why I have it at twenty percent probability that's going to be the case. Any other finals are out the window. So it's either going to be Skinny Atlas Cortland Homer or Skinny Atlas CBAJD. Uh, in the final on Monday, on the 27th. 
Again, five o'clock for Division Two, seven forty-five ish for Division One, depending upon when the first game gets done. Um, both games will be on the NFHS network, um, and I and I'll be on the call for both of them. So um, it, it should be fun. Don't don't get me wrong. The atmosphere at Upstate uh, University Medical Arena for these ice hockey finals is is really good. Both you know. Both participants in the previous finals have brought their full share of students. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Um, I highly suggest you check them out in person. If not, just watch them on the NFHS network. It's going to be it's going to be a fun Monday at Upstate University Medical Arena, regardless of who makes it to the final. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will talk a little bit more on the boys' basketball side, and that tournament has gotten underway. A lot of opening round games and first round games. But all five classes have the quarterfinals set. So we're going to take a look at it, and we'll see who has a chance to make it to Onondaga Community College this coming weekend for the semis and then the following weekend in the final. So more of that coming up here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7, 100.1 FM. And like I promised, going to bring you on to the boys' basketball side of things. And we start with Class AA. A lot of first-round games were played uh, last weekend, especially on Friday. Friday is always a day for high school basketball. And uh, a lot of good games here. Not really a lot of upsets. Um, at least not in double A. Well, actually, no. I take that back. There were two of them. There were two upsets. And I actually want to start with those. We start with the bottom of the bracket. Again, quarterfinals are now all set across all five classes. Um, so we start with the bottom of the bracket. Number 11, Corcoran got by number six Auburn 62-58 on Friday. They will actually go to 3C Nottingham who took care of business against PSLA Fowler. That should be a fun matchup. I mean if you look at the the final Corcoran finished the year 6 and 14. 6 and 14. They made it into the postseason and boy did they. They beat Auburn by 4 outscoring them 17 to 9 in the fourth quarter to win by 4. Uh, Corcoran is led by some really good players, including Jaden Holloman, who had 25 points leading Corcoran on the night. I think he led, well, he didn't lead all scores, but he was darn close. Uh, Amir Reeves added 16, and Keon Stockhouse, Stackhouse added 10 uh, for Corcoran in the win. Deshaun Strachan leading the way for Auburn, 26 points uh, in the loss, and also led all scores. Corcoran's going to have a tough test. Uh, as a result, they'll take on Nottingham. Um, in the previous two meetings this year, uh, Nottingham won both matchups, neither of which were close. Uh, a 23-point win back in December, and then in January, uh, a 16-point win there. So Corcoran's going to have their hands full with the Bulldogs, who are having a really, uh, really good year, Nottingham. I mean, And they've really come back. Last year, they didn't really do so well. This year, they've been awesome, and they deserve the three seed in that. The other upset that occurred, 
uh, on Saturday was number 10 Bowensville going to FM, taking on the uh, the Green Hornets, and Beville won 59-56. Not bad winning by three. They'll have a tough test, though, coming up against number two West Genesee. We, t- we talked about how West Jenny and Bowensville, the rivals in ice hockey, not so much on the court. Um, West Jenny has won uh, won both meetings this past season, uh, winning by a huge chunk back in December, and then in, uh, again in January by 16 points. Um, and West Jenny, by the way, is coming off uh, in, the, in their last game of the regular season, losing to Nottingham 43-39. So West Jenny's got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and uh, don't be surprised if they take it out on the Bees on Tuesday. On the top half of the bracket, Liverpool had a first-round bye. They will get number 8 Utica Proctor on Wednesday, uh, who squeaked by Rome Free Academy 62-59 to on Friday. Um, that should be a good matchup between those two. Uh, the last two me- they uh, the last meeting they had was back uh, not that long ago on the 22nd, when a uh, Liverpool winning 70 to 50. But Utica Proctor had won the last four meetings prior to that, with the last meeting uh, before this past season winning back in February of 2020, with Proctor winning by two 54 52. So. And you look at their last five, Proctor, again, beating Rome Free Academy. They also beat Whitesboro and New Hartford as well. Their only loss, their 4-1 in their last five, their lone loss came back on the eighth against Oneida, losing by three. Actually, three and two in their last five. Liverpool, unbeaten in their last four. They beat. They actually beat Binghamton to close out the year in an out-of-section three games, 79-62. So, yeah, Liverpool is battle-tested. They're ready to go. Um, and they had a bye, though, going into the quarterfinals. So we'll see how that affects them. Uh, and then in the other semi will be between Cicero North Syracuse and Christian Brothers Academy. CBA got by Bishop Ludden in the first round. Cicero North Syracuse got by, uh, crushed the heck out of Henniker in uh, their first round game. That should be a fun one, too, uh, at CBA. So that should be a good one. The quarter uh, semis are Saturday, uh, the 25th at OCC. All cla- all boys basketball finals will be on Sunday, March 5th. It was originally supposed to be Saturday, March 4th, but they decided to switch it. So girls basketball finals will be on the 4th, and boys basketball finals will be on the 5th. Let's go to A now. And, oh, I'll have to pull up A here. Oh, the, there's A. Oh, no, I actually, oops. Well, let's actually do Class B. Um, let's get Class B uh, out of the way here because there's a lot to talk about in Class B. They had some opening round games as well as first round games. Um, but we'll start in the games leading up into the quarterfinals. Central Valley Academy had a bye in the opening round. They beat Cortland in the first round uh, and then beat. Uh, we'll have a matchup with number eight, Clinton, who um, had a bye going into the first round as well. They beat Skinny Atlas 70-56 to in their opening round game. So the quarters are all set for those two. Uh, they met twice this year uh, with Central Valley Academy winning both, not really by any close margin at all. Uh, by 40 points, Central Valley Academy won the first matchup. Central Valley then beat them in the, in the rematch 67-28. Uh, 
Clinton in their last four. Um, beat Skinny Atlas again in their first round game, and also beat Cooperstown. Team we'll talk about a little bit later on. Uh, Central Valley Academy, they've been really good in their last four. Um, Central Valley Academy, by the way, is unbeaten still at 21-0. and 14-0 in the Tri-Valley League. Uh, it's, wow, it's going to be kind of kind of creepy. <laughs> but Central Valley Academy is doing a, a, a heck of a job uh, this year. The next uh, next quarterfinal we're looking at, number five, General Brown, against number four, Marcellus. General Brown beat Phoenix in their first round game, um, and then Marcellus beat Vernon Verona Sherrill as well to get to this point. So the matchup, the pregame here between the two, they only met one time back in 2011, Marcellus winning 55-50. Yeah, this first meeting in... 11 years, 11 to 12 years. That's amazing. Last five, um, general, well, last four, I should say. In their last four games, General Brown is 2-2. Two and two. Marcellus is 4-0. Marcellus actually beat my alma mater, Mexico, 78-39 in one of those four matchups. This should be a tight one. Both teams identical, 17-4 and four records. Marcellus is 12-3 in the OHSL. General Brown's 14-2 in the Frontier League. That should be a fun one. It really should be. Um, both teams are pretty even. I like what they both could bring to the table. This this should be a fun one later on. Uh, West Hill against number 6, Lowville, on Wednesday as well. West Hill beat Solvay in their first-round game, and then Lowville... Uh, beat Holland Patton in their first round game. Should be a fun matchup between the two. Looking at it, again, last meeting between the two was back in 2019. Lowville squeaked by West Hill, 63-60. So that should be a fun matchup between the two. Lowville is 3-1 and in their last five. West Hill's 4-0, including a convincing win over CBA back on the 13th, 64-55. So, really good. I keep an eye on that matchup. That should be a fun matchup between the two. Haven't met since 2019. So, Finally, number seven, Camden against number two, Chenango in Class B. Uh, Camden got by South Jeff in their first-round game. Uh, Chenango crushed the heck out of Institute Technology Central, led by former Syracuse player Mookie Jones, the head coach. There was a great article on Syracuse.com. I'd check it out. Uh, great article about that. Um, preview between these two, between Camden and Chenango. Um, don't have any last meetings between the two, but um, Camden in their last five or last four are two and two. Janangle's four and zero. Oh. Janangle's having a great year. They're nineteen and two overall. I expect them to beat Camden pretty pretty decent. But Camden's a tough team, though. I mean, they beat Whitesboro by two, and Whitesboro's no slouch. So um, this should be a fun one uh, between those two. All right, when we come back, we will have Maggie Trinkos of Utica, Notre Dame, girls basketball. She's going to join us on the show, and we'll talk a little bit about more basketball and what's going on there. So more players only when we come back on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7, 100.1. 
We're now joined by Maggie Trinkus of Utica Notre Dame Girls Basketball. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Good morning. Thank you. So let, let's get right down to it. Um, obviously, your team is in the Section 3 playoffs who just beat Central Valley Academy, and your team has had a really good year uh, so far in the year, 15-6 and six overall, 10-0 and 0 in the Tri-Valley League. Tell me, how do you think your season has gone so far? I mean, I know it's not over since you're still in the postseason, but how do you think your team has played well so far? Um, I think it's been going really well. Coach Schneider's been um, always pushing us to do our best, and he's been preparing us for every game. Um, we've been playing some really tough non-league schedule games um, just to help us in sectionals because we know just playing in the TVL, playing in our league, won't always help us with our with facing our adversity, with playing like Cortland next and possibly going into the um, championship against some really, really good Syracuse teams. So he's just been preparing us, and we've been doing like off-season workouts, and he's just been a really good coach to us. Yeah, and speaking of those out-of-section games, I mean, I'm just looking at the schedule right now. You played some really good schools this year. I mean, Amsterdam, out-of-section two, that's always a tough program. You only lost one by six points there. Uh, played a really good Dwaynesburg team as well, uh, Catholic Central, uh, and a couple of other teams. Again, you said playing a lot of out-of-section games has helped you know build confidence in your team. When, when you get back into Section 3 play, does it does it feel like the competition is lacking a little bit, or is there still a little bit of that same toughness that you have when you're playing against out of section teams? Um, no, I don't think that the competition changes any any bit um, because we we're playing some really good teams, and it's going to be a big challenge for us to play in this section in this first sectionals because um, they're all aggressive. But I know we can do it. I know if we just play as a team, we'll get through all the adversity. All right, and now let's let's talk about that first first round game against Central Valley Academy, and uh, a, a game that. It was close to start. I mean, again, only outscoring them ten to seven in that first quarter. So, was there like a little bit of some jitters going on, uh, especially early on in that game, and then you finally settled down, or were you were you just playing a really tough Central Valley Academy? So Central Valley is a really good team, but um, in the beginning of the season when we played them, we were beating them by 30 or 40, but we didn't come into that game thinking that, oh, we're going to destroy them again because it was sectionals, and we saw them, and they were getting better over the season. So there were a lot of jitters there, um, but during halftime, Coach Coach Schneider was like, we're, we're going to win either by a little or by a lot, so we just have to push through this adversity because we need to go far, and we know we can go far because we are way better than this team, um, and we can make it to sectional finals in the States. Yeah, and just looking at your stats, you had 16 points, 8 rebounds, uh, 2 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals. Um, really, really good numbers in that game. Now, I understand you have two sisters uh, in your family that also play on Utica Notre Dame. So how does it feel yeah. like having uh, your sisters out there on the court? And by the way, do all three of you get on the court at the same time? Yes, so we do play a lot together. Um, we've been playing. We've been playing all of our, all three sports together since we were in like kindergarten. Um, so we've always been pushing each other in everything we do on and off the court. Um, we're just each other's biggest supporters, um, and we definitely love to play together because we know each other. We know where each other are cutting and moving, so it helps us build up our stats and help us win games. 
And does that, w- with that familial connection and with the ability to know where where the, where you guys are out on the court, um, does that give your team sort of a little bit of a competitive edge against other opponents when you play, or is it just basically just playing basketball? Um, well, I think it does give them a bit of a um, competitive edge, but it's also we're just playing basketball. We're just out there having fun, and we just want to make the most of it. Yeah, and again, you, you mentioned that you got a tough matchup coming up uh, in the uh, quarterfin- quarterfinals coming up against uh, number three, Cortland. What makes what makes Cortland unique uh, in terms of when you're playing against them? You didn't play them at all during the season, but what do you think makes them unique? Um, they're also very aggressive, and they play similar, similarly like us. They play fast, um, so we just know that playing against a fast team like that, we can um, push our pace as well and hopefully just stop them on defense. But um, we just have to score some points against them and just help on defense. And just looking at last year's schedule, last year you made it through to the quarterfinals losing to uh, Marcellus. So obviously the goal is to get to Onondaga Community College and winning the title. Um, how how would that be if you end up do going all the way and winning it all? Um, that would be awesome. I mean, that's one of my biggest goals is winning sectionals, going to states. So I just think, and then being there with my sisters and one of my, and my best friends, I think those are awesome memories to create with them, especially because when I was younger, me and my sisters watched my cousins um, go through sectionals and go through states and just being there and feeling the energy of her team. Um, it was just amazing memories that I want to create. Now, you're a three-sport athlete. Um, you, you play soccer in the fall, softball in the spring, as well as basketball in the winter. Which sport do you have more fun playing? Probably softball because I love being outside and I love being out in the sun. Um, but me and my sisters, we'll play anything together because it's all about us and our happiness. Okay, and like, okay so speaking of... Um, Who's the more who's the more competitive out of the out of the three? Um, it's probably me or Ella, um, because we're always the one like pushing each other. Like during practice we'll always like push like actually push each other <laughs> just to make us better and everything so that we win and everything. So So the sibling rivalry doesn't really stray far from <laughs> from home, doesn't it? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, obviously, uh, you are a junior this year, so I, I think you've, you might've had some time to think about where you might go forward in terms of after your high school career is done. Do you have any idea of where you want to go, what you want to study, what do you want to play? So I don't, I don't know where I will be attending. I'm undecided on that, but I am looking at colleges now. Um, I want to go on a pre-med track and hopefully be like a physician's assistant at like a pediatric pediatric hospital or something like St. Jude's. Um, but I'm going to try putting my um, school and academics first before sports. Mm-hmm. So I would just think about playing a club sport, soccer, or um, softball or basketball, and just trying to work hard in school. Yeah, and, and especially with a pre-med track. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. really want too much distraction out of that. Um, that being said, any colleges, uh, anything in particular that interests you right now, or are you still looking? Um, I'm still looking, yeah. Yeah, so probably won't have a decision until 
next year. Yeah, probably fall. Yeah, fall winter next year. Yeah. You know, again, being a pre-med student, that would that would be kind of fun. Um, any particular yeah. subjects you excel at uh, that would lead you towards uh, towards uh, leaning towards pre-med? I, I love learning about like biology and also anatomy and physiology because I just love learning about um, the human body and human functions and. Yeah, I mean, so basically, science courses, stuff along mm-hmm. those lines. All right, and and real quick, of uh, last question here: Who's been your biggest inspiration so far? Uh, probably my cousin Emily, because just watching her grow up, um, just watching her team and make their run and win their state championship. I want to create those memories too. And then also watching her career at Iowa State, mm-hmm. and because we made a couple trips out there to watch her, and just her career just inspires me and shows me that I should work hard and just try to achieve my goals because I know I can. Awesome. That's always good. Well, Maggie Trinkos, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, good luck the rest of the postseason, and uh, also good luck in the spring. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. When we come back, we'll wrap up uh, this edition of Players Only with a look at some of the remaining classes in boys basketball, talking about more about those coming up here in just a sec. So don't go away. More Players Only when we come back on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7 and 100.1. And let's try and finish up as many of the boys' basketball ones as we have. We have three left. Uh, We start with Class A, which I originally was supposed to do in the second segment, but sort of deleted that on accident. But let's do Class A. We'll get that done out of the way. Um, It's not complete yet. The quarterfinals are not complete yet. We still have one more first-round game uh, that's to be played. Uh, that'll be at 12 noon later today uh, between number 13, Indian River, and number 4, East Syracuse, Manoa. So that game will be uh, coming up uh, very soon, later today. Uh, but a lot of the other quarterfinals have already taken shape. Bishop Grimes had the top seed, got the first round by. Uh, they will take on Utica Academy of Science, the eight seed. Uh, last meeting between the two was back in 2018, January that year. Uh, Bishop Grimes winning that one, 63-45. Last five games, Utica Academy of Science has been all over the place. I mean, they, literally, they've been all over the place. Um, they have been, uh, they have won two out of their last five, including their win over Carthage back in the first round. In the regular season, their last regular season win came against Syracuse Academy of Science, beating them 54-49. We'll talk more about Syracuse Academy of Science here coming up here in a sec. Bishop Grimes, by the way, in their last four, won them all. Well, actually, no. Take that back. Two and two uh, in their last in their last four, uh, losing to CBA and Amsterdam. Uh, Bishop Grimes, though, beat Syracuse Academy of Science in the last regular season game and also got by McKeel Christian, too, 73-71. So, again, Bishop Grimes had the first round by coming in their 15-5 and five on the air. This should be a good matchup. Syracuse uh, Utica Academy of Sciences seven and twelve, uh, again beating Carthage. Um, they're going to have their hands full with Grimes. Um, it's it's going to be a fun one. 
down to the bottom half of the bracket we go. Um, number three, Fulton had a bye going into the first round. They will take on number 11, Whitesboro, who upset number six, Syracuse Academy of Science, 49-45 in the first round. Uh, this should be a fun matchup between these two up in Fulton. Last matchup, though, back in 2011, back in December 9th that year, Whitesboro winning 70-59 to over Fulton. It's going to be a little bit of a different story. Fulton is a is a better team, obviously, this year. Um, Whitesboro is two and three in their last five. Fulton is four and zero oh in their last four, uh, in uh, beating Fowler uh, sixty two forty five in their last matchup back on Valentine's Day. So it should be a fun matchup between these two. Uh, again, first meeting in over twelve years. Uh, this should be this should be a fun one as well. And finally. Uh, well, not finally, but in the other quarterfinal, the bottom of the bracket, number 10, J.D., who upset number 7, Watertown, in the first round, will go to number 2, Central Square. Uh, should be a fun meeting between these two. Uh, in their last five meetings in the season series between the two, split the series. J.D. beat Central Square in the first meeting in December. Central Square returned the favor uh, in January. So even split rubber game of a three-game set They'll meet here in the playoffs. JD, by the way, is only one and four in their last five. A little bit of a downs downward stretch. Central Square has won three out of their last four. The lone loss coming to ESM fifty three fifty one. Should be a good matchup. Uh, and again, rubber game of a three game set essentially is what you're looking at right now. In that, in the final quarterfinal game, New Hartford got number five. New Hartford got by Oswego. They will await the winner of, again, the aforementioned Indian River ESM game. If Indian River wins, it'll be played at New Hartford. If East Circus Manoa wins, it'll be played at ESM. Um, but either way, should be a really fun one. Uh, Class A is looking really, really good. Ryan and I, we've talked about this much. I think Class A is going to be a really fun bracket to watch for. We also talked about Class B as well. Class B should be fun as well. A lot of good, a lot of good matchups coming up. On to Class C in the quarters. Uh, number one, Dodgeville uh, will take on number eight, Jordan Elbridge. Uh, Dodgeville got by Pulaski in their first round matchup. Jordan Elbridge beat Lafayette. Um, heading into this matchup, a quick little preview here. The last five, uh, the two meetings over the span of six days. Uh, well, actually, no, not, not against each other, but in their last five, uh, Jordan Elbridge is three and four in their last four, uh, three and one in their last four. Dodgeville is four and zero. Oh. Dodgeville's had a really great year. They're twenty and one on the campaign. Jordan Elbridge though is no slouch. I mean, really are no slouch between these two teams. Um, so we expect a really good matchup uh, between those two. I think Jordan Elbridge can give Dodgeville a little bit of a run for their money in the quarters. Number five Tully taking on number four Weedsport Tully. Crush South Lewis. Weedsport did the same to Cooperstown. So they'll be meeting up in the quarterfinals on Wednesday, 7.30 tip. Uh, in their last five in the meetings, um, the, just this past year back in January, only one meeting between the two, Weedsport pulled off the upset winning 60-50. to 50. Well, actually, no, Weedsport beat Tully 60-50. to 50. Last time Tully beat Weedsport was February 7th last year. Tully winning 50-42. to 42. So... Looks like Weeds uh, Tully might be looking for some revenge uh, coming up. Again, Tully's won three out of the last five meetings. 
uh, those three in a row from 21 to 22. Uh, Weedsport, before their win back in January, beat them in 2020, 82 to 35. So some good matchups here. Tully in their last four, four and zero. Weedsport's also four and zero. This should be a fun matchup. I, I think it might be probably the closest matchup to keep an eye on uh, in Class C. Uh, some other things here as well. Little Falls will take out Mark Markham. Little Falls, uh, B-Port Byron, I mean, no doubt about that at all. Mount Markham did the same thing to Sandy Creek. Uh, should be a fun matchup between these two, 3v6, a good matchup. Um, and then in the other quarterfinal, number seven, Herkimer taking on number two, Waterville. Herkimer beat the heck out of Beaver River in their first round. Uh, Waterville did the same thing to Cato Meridian. So, again, Class C should be fun. Again, the, the one game I keep an eye on is the Tully Weedsport game. I think that should be a fun one to keep an eye on. Uh, should be a lot of fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. Um, a lot of people, you know, when you look at Section 3 and, and you look at the class systems, it's not based off talent. It's based off school population size. Class C has some really good schools. They really do. Um, not only, uh, you know, again, what they lack in pop in overall population size, they may go for in a lot of talent. And a lot of these teams are really, really good. So again, it's, it's not so much due to talent. They have plenty of talent on to class D here real quick. Quarterfinals, number one, Sackett's Harbor taking on number eight, Ariskany, uh, Sackett's Harbor squeaked by New York mills. They only won by two points in their first round game. Oriskany beat Copenhagen by 7, 51-44. I keep an eye on Sackett's Harbor. I think they're a weak number one seed here. I really think they are. They beat New York Mills by only two. Okay? I, I keep an eye out for Sackett's Harbor. Um, I, I'm not liking where they're at. Oriskany is going to give them a, a, a good run for their money. Again, I could be completely wrong, but I, I just watch out for Sackett's Harbor. I, th I think Sackett's Harbor is a team you got to keep an eye on. Number five, West Canada Valley taking on number four, Fabius Pompey in the second top half of the bracket. West Canada Valley beating DeRoyter easily, 93-59. Fabius Pompey got by Old Forge. Remember, Old Forge had a nice, decent run. That was a good run by Old Forge last year. This time, it only ends in the quarters. Um, I keep an eye on, though, Fabius Pompey. Uh, number three, Madison taking on number six, McGraw. Madison beat Morrisville Eaton 71-45. McGraw beat Faith Heritage 68-61 to get to this point. Should be a great matchup. High scores. Keep an eye on, on that. Finally, number seven, Stockbridge Valley going up against number two, Hamilton. Stockbridge Valley squeaked by Belleville Henderson. I thought Belleville Henderson could have pulled off the upset, but nope. Came just a point shy and a dollar short. Uh, Hamilton, they got by Poland. Not really surprising there. Um, again, really fun stuff. So great, great, uh, high school basketball coming up. Keep an eye on the girls basketball brackets as well. Uh, it's going to be fun. That'll do it for today's episode of players only, uh, presented by point guard advisors. Uh, again, thank you to Maggie Trinkus for joining the show today for my co-host Ryan story, who's enjoying his time in Italy. And I'm your host, Matt Slocum, wishing you a very good rest of your Sunday. And we'll talk to you again next week. Ryan should be back next week. So you won't be just hearing from me. Um, any, every single playoff game, by the way, can be found on the NFHS Network, starting with the semis uh, in boys and girls basketball. Again, the finals for boys ice hockey will be there, as well as the finals for both boys 
and girls basketball, again, all of which can be found on the NFHS network. So again, I check it out. It's a nice low subscription price. Um, and you can watch not only high school games here in section three and across New York state, but also across the country if you're into that sort of thing. So again, definitely check this, check that out. Again, Matt Slocum wishing you a very pleasant, good rest of your Sunday. We'll talk to you again next week here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1.